Welcome into Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller and my co-host is Randy Sherman. As always, thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. If you're thinking about new basketball uniforms for your program this year, let me encourage you to take a look at 323's Good Game line. Right now they have a special home and away uniforms. That's jerseys and shorts with a shooting shirt for only $145. To find out more about what they can do for your program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. Randy, let's go ahead and hit them with it right here from the start. We have something special planned for August 9th. Why don't you kind of tell listeners what's going on then, and that will kickstart us into what we want to talk about today. Yes, August 9th. I'm excited for that day. Uh, You and I are going to be hosting an online event where we're going to talk about pressure man-to-man and uh, break it down from all uh, aspects and sort of try to give a coach an idea after attending that, like what that's all about and what what that looks like and what it entails. So you can get signed up using a a link that you and I have shared on Twitter. Um, We can put it in the description of any videos. A couple hours of talking about pressure man-to-man defense. And if you're a coach who kind of wants to learn what that's all about, the no middle pressure man-to-man style defense and wants to know a little bit more about how to teach it and how to think about it and how to and how to become that style of coach, it's, it's going to be the event for you. This is one of those things Randy's been sharing about for probably years. I was looking, yeah. scrolling through the hashtag pressure man tips. Saw tweets going back multiple years. But, oh, yeah. uh, and it, it's something that you've talked a lot about, but this is one of those things like all in one place, everything together and and some new stuff that he hasn't talked about other places. So yeah. really looking forward to, to doing that. We kind of want to kickstart it, you know, talking about pressure man tips and kind of give a little preview. This is not going to be what it's about when we get to, we're going to go next level when it gets to that masterclass. But yeah. for today, I always get the question, how do you install this? What does it look like? What are some things that I can use with my players so that mm-hmm. they understand the concepts behind it? It's one thing I think most, if not all of us, know how to do things. But when it comes to us conveying those things and teaching those things, and I saw you even had a tweet about this. I don't know if we we're just kind of starting to think alike or whatever. Yeah. But like the superpower of boiling things down and making it understandable by our players and mm-hmm. whoever else, our staff that we're talking about it with, like that, that really is like a, a coaching superpower. And so today yeah uh, just kind of breaking it down to installing it and us showing them a little bit about what, what they could use fast some fast draw diagrams and then also some pictures that would help back up how you go about installing that and you can start wherever you want to yeah first i'd say yeah i've been tweeting hashtag pressure man tips so i'd, I'd check that out on twitter for man since i've had a twitter account in 2014 or 15 or so i kind of started there with my social media basketball campaign because it's what I I actually coached this from the ground up every every season that I coached. So the experience is firsthand. It's not just observations of another coach. This is something I've I've gotten my hands dirty with. Secondly, I would say that I'll tell you how I teach it. I wouldn't say that's the right way or how I installed it or how I put it in. I'll just and how I broke it down and boiled it down to use that phrase. Um, but man, I'm open to talking about a better way or a different way with anybody. And so 
I think what we're going to do today, like you said, this is this is like a teaser or a little prelude to the to the event we're doing August 9th. We're just going to give like an introduction to some concepts I'll drill a little bit deeper in when we have a full couple hours to talk with coaches. But today, just a short um, hoops for them. We'll 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 hit we'll hit the highlights. If you think about where I would start any style of man to man defense, whether that be pressure, pack line, somewhere in between would be guarding the ball. So I like to say I taught this defense from the ball out. We're going to start building the skills from the ball out. So the very first thing I might do would be would be to introduce this concept you see on the screen called checkpoints. This is a borrowed concept, not my own, borrowed from um, Coach Koppenberg, was a, an NBA defensive architect long ago. He wrote extensively about this. I adjusted some things and took some different ideas and and expanded upon it, but the genesis of this is not mine, It's but it is something I used and found to be successful. I felt like when I was prior to stumbling upon this checkpoint con concept, I was coaching on the ball defense by being more of a fan or a cheerleader, like, like get after it, get up, come on, come on, effort, get out, you know, and that was okay when I was young and stupid, but like, it didn't really help me troubleshoot, you know, and it didn't really give any directives to our players on what what's our objective when we're guarding the ball what can we be uh, uh, you know what what's our stance what's our positioning this cleaned all that up and I don't want to go too long because again we are going to do a seminar but basically what you see in these two diagrams we'll start with the full court one on the left as, as you're looking at the screen along the sideline and baseline are x's and those x's are called checkpoints and the purpose of the checkpoint is to help the player guarding the ball find the uh, uh, what we prefer as a stance angle. So our rule is your stance angle is open to the checkpoint below you, not further, not tighter. Does that make sense? So you can see like in the full court diagram that I have on the screen there, there's I've got a player guarding the ball, different areas of the court. And there's always a check. There's always a checkpoint below them or behind them, if you will. And if I were to draw a line through your feet while you're guarding the ball, it would hit that checkpoint behind you. So that the the uh, motive or the uh, the uh, what we're trying to get from using the checkpoints is we want we want to influence the ball toward the sideline. We call this sideline push. You see that up there on the top of the first diagram. We're pushing the ball away from the middle toward the sideline but not so dramatically that we're just opening our stance such that we just play and chase with a guy just dribbling down the middle of the court or down the side of the court. So it's that sweet spot of that angle of closing, you know, a checkpoint. If you play full court, man, this diagram could help you on the left. Like you're, 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 um, when you pick up the ball full court, this is, this is about how open I want you to be not square, um, but slightly open. The, the diagram you see on the right, would be um, in that just taking the same concept, applying it to the half court. The the dots and the X's represent checkpoints. I use the, the X's to sort of like highlight the checkpoints you're going to end up sort of referring to most often. So again, if your X three either on the right wing or the or the left wing guarding the ball, your stance is open but not so open that you're giving a clear path to the rim. It's open to the baseline checkpoint, that X you see that's about midway between lane line and, and where the three-point line hits the, hits the baseline. So long story short, start with guarding the ball, teaching players stance, their positioning, 
and building that concept of, of, of sideline and baseline push using, using a checkpoints system to help players arrive at, at, a, at the preferred stance angle. Just a brief testimony. As soon as I got this terminology from you a couple of years ago, started using it with my players, it helped them kind of understand like where we were trying to get the offensive player to go so that we had control of, of what happened then with yeah. the ball and then everything behind. And it, it naturally helped them close their stance and guard better because then it kind of gave them, like you said, a goal for this is where we're trying to get them to go rather than just me, you know, work harder. Like you said, work harder, work harder, work harder. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. you opened up too much. Oh, you had to close too closed of a stance. Like the concept became something that they, they understood that what we were actually trying to accomplish. Yeah. Have you ever coached track and field? I have not. Okay, well, I was a track athlete and coached track and field and uh, ran on relays, like 400-meter relays, mile relays, things like that. And, and in the 400-meter relay, you'll see coach, track coaches to, to get the handoff zone. They'll take a tennis ball and cut it in half. Like, so you've got like the, a tennis. I used to keep a bag of those of cut-in-half tennis balls, and I would put them down on the court where you see the Xs when we practice to sort of like really – equip our practice gym and our practice environment with a visual of where's, you know, where's there. Okay. Okay. I'm good. You know, and they like finding that angle and um, giving them something tangible about stance. And I like to use the word influence. I like, I know some coaches say force to the sideline or push to the, I like the word influence because uh, you know, they made varsity too, or they, they, they got a scholarship too. They, they don't have to cooperate with that. So we're just using these stance angles to influence the ball away from areas that we, uh, that we, we don't want it to go. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, um, I like screenshots and, and like trying, I'm watching video or film or a game and I can see something like, like in an instant that, that, Oh, that's a good, that would make a good visual learning tool. I'll screenshot it, maybe write some notes on it. Like you see here. Um, the team in white on defense would be South Carolina. A few years ago, they had an outstanding pressure-style man-to-man defense under Coach Martin, Frank Martin. I grabbed tons of screenshots of them that year because they they were really helping me help coaches by, by being a, a really good example. So, like I said, I could draw the so where the guy's guarding the ball, the checkpoint below him or under him or however you want to phrase that, the next one down from him is the free throw line extended checkpoint where I've got the star on the sideline. So if you're watching the film session with your guy and he was, his feet were a little too closed, he was a little bit more squared up, I would say, you know, open to the checkpoint a little bit. If, if he was too open, I would say your gate's too open and you're just exposing us for a, a straight line drive. But this is that Goldilocks angle like just right stance angle of if i drew that green line through your feet and it kept it going to infinity it would cross the sideline pretty much at that checkpoint so that's a that's a good a good visual of that so you can see where i've got the star the line going through the guy's feet and right where it hits it is is um the free throw line extended checkpoint so we talked about on the ball so now let's move to point number two, and that would be what are we teaching players who are one pass away? So highlighted in the green, or I'm sorry, the purple circle, everything we just talked about. I've got X1 guarding the ball, angle is such that it would hit that sideline checkpoint at free throw line extended. 
Now let's 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 add a guy to the ball handlers right and left and talk about what are we in pressure man, what are we teaching there? We're using denial to stop ball movement. That simple. So we're teaching on the line, up the line. I'll just run through some of our one, one pass away sort of stance cues, if you will. Uh, we're on the line, up the line. I like roughly a, about a third up the line, not, not, you know, we're closer to our man than the ball. Uh, again, we're not getting out of ruler or measuring tape and like measuring that, but just as a rough gauge, about a third of the way, you know, up the line. On the line, we say a hand and a foot in the passing lane. So not so high that my whole body and chest is in the passing lane, but just just a hand and the foot is is in the passing lane. Chin on shoulder. So we'll show a screenshot here in a moment. The guy who's denying has got chin on shoulder where he can see, we call it having split vision. He can see ball in one eye, man out of the other. Chin on shoulder, palm away, thumb down, feet in line with the rim. So if I drew a line through your feet, it, it would go to the rim. So I kind of would maybe want X4. He's off just a little bit where I've got it drawn there. But X2 is perfect. So chin on shoulder, palm away, thumb down, hand and foot in the passing lane. Those are our deny cues. And simply put, what's our uh, that? those are all internal cues of how to position your body. Those are weaker than the external cue of don't let your man catch the ball. Right. <laughs> don't let your man catch the ball. Like, okay. That, that's the main objective. So the external cue of don't let your man catch the ball is more important than where your thumb is and chin is and that and whatnot. Right. But here's an example of a, another aggressive man-to-man team, Arkansas Razorbacks from a few years ago. Um, um, Nolan Richardson, Mike Anderson is now St. John's. Is He was coaching Arkansas when this um, screenshot was grabbed. An aggressive man-to-man style defense. Um, you see the guy on the ball open, but not so open, right? Checkpointing, pointed to the to the sideline, checkpoint about where the official's standing up there on the far sideline. Um, you see the player guarding the player one pass away, chin on shoulder, hand and a foot in the passing lane. Maybe you could get a little bit higher, just a half step higher. I also uh, we call it an energy check. I don't like how his arm is down. I like the I like his arm to be more up, um, higher. We say they can throw over us or under us, but never through us. So that's kind of like the the external cue for it. We want to get in a stance that would that would say they could throw over us or under us, but never through us. So we're getting a hand and foot in the passing lane. So there's a there's a pretty good screenshot of of a denial combined with the guy guarding the ball in that kind of Goldilocks territory of open but not so open. That's that's deny. There, yeah, so I, I picked this one because it's sort of showing like wing back to point where we want to keep the ball off the swing spot, keep it from reversing side, top side. Uh, I also picked this because this is a really good example of, of some of the stance cues. You can clearly see palm away, thumb down, chin on shoulder, hand and a foot up. He's got that energy check of his pinky is higher than his shoulder instead of his arm kind of hanging down. You, this guy, you can tell, is on his toes. He's... He's given effort in the passing lane to keep this player um, from catching the ball. Another teaching point one pass away would be we want them to catch the ball going away from the basket, not still, not no standstill. We don't want number two there to just be able to pass it to him. 
I want that guy to have to cut, move to get open. And when he does catch it, he's catching it moving away from the basket, ideally with his back to the rim. Like he had to cut out and catch it going away from the basket. And now he's got to make a negative pivot to get back. And we, we, we're right into it. And then the next logical step building from the ball out would be? Yeah. So, yeah, again, from the ball out. So, so we've talked about if we've got a guy guarding the ball, then a guy. So, you know, a second player, maybe a third who are one pass away to either side. Now let's talk about let's put some players two or more passes away. Um, and this is where we would refer to what we call our line rules. So you see those black lines drawn through the court. We're using the lane line, the mid line, and the free throw line in these two frames. So, and we're really going to be talking about um, in frame one, the player guarding the player in the left corner on the screen. He's two, he or she is two or more passes away. Our rule, sim- simple line rule. We're, lo- we're using the lines on the court to uh, help as teaching tools. The ball is above the free throw line and you're two or more passes away, our rule is you're on the lane line. You could say you're straddling it, you're one foot in the paint, one foot out. But it's, so we've got sort of like two dimensions of reference here of, of the ball is above the free throw line and, and you're below it and, and you're two or more passes away, you're, you're on lane line. Yeah, we would work various sorts of four on four and things on like that to, could be three on three like you see this um, or three on three like you see in frame two from top side side, but, but work various little games and scrimmages and shells and things like that to work on adherence to those line rules. Like the ball is here, you're here. I know I've talked to lots of coaches who don't use that above the free throw line reference point. They would just want X3 there to go ahead and be both all the way to the midline. I think you're too susceptible to the skip that way. So um, we went, we were just on the lane line. Another thing that may be a little bit different than pressure, some other man's versus pressure man is I like the stance a little bit closed, like I have it drawn there. We call it like a fighter stance or a boxer stance, like a, a fighter would fight with like one foot kind of up in front of the other instead of like pistols if you will like you see in basketball camp the guy's fully open with his butt to the baseline and and he's deeper and creating a little bit of a more exaggerated triangle shape between ball you and man this is a little bit more of a flatter triangle just a more aggressive posture we always say if we were to draw a line from the ball to your man even if you're all the way in the corner like imagine there being like a piano string or fishing line or something between ball and man you could sort of reach out and pluck it. You're not on it, but you're you're not super down flat below it. The reason being, I'm giving away too much information. But the no. reason being would be you're you're then too susceptible to ball flashing if you're that sunk, like someone flashing and, and get in crossing yeah. your face. Yeah, that's good. And this is aggressive, right? This is pressure man to man. Like right. this isn't, oh, please don't hurt us and we're gonna pack in and this is no, we're 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 throwing some punches too here, right? So yeah. frame two would be now the ball on the left wing there is below at or below the free throw line. I would want my player two passes away there to be onto the midline now, fully in the paint, in the hole, low eye, head under the basket, whatever teaching point you use there, because we're influencing to the baseline. If we get beat baseline, the low eye helps. So 
they got to cheat on over there now and be ready to attack any anything that breaks past the checkpoint and threatens the the, the block. Have you made any adjustments or would you make any adjustments this day and age? I know this, I mean, it's a little bit difficult to make that skip pass over the top, but I feel like sometimes my players are a little nervous that the bottom low man is afraid to come all the way over into the middle of the floor just because they feel like it's a long closeout and it could end up resulting in like them giving up a three-point attempt. It could. And, um, you know, we hopefully have enough ball pressure to make the skip have enough air time where you can move and get there. Sure. But but really, like with the with the combination of influencing baseline and 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 sort of like knowing that if we do get beat off the bounce, it's going to probably be to the baseline. Your help, you're on the help side. Like that's your first and foremost thing. And we've got it. We just got to fly out on the skip and and do our best. That's not the question I usually get asked. Most people are like I want to get on the other side of that midline and go ahead and help right now. But like. Yeah, you're you you're susceptible to the skip. That's why when we're above the free throw line, I definitely don't want you all the way there. But sure. now that the ball's a little bit more threat to drive baseline, go go another step or two to the midline and be ready to be a primary helper on on the baseline beat. Yeah, that makes sense. You can also I've seen you even post some stuff about like trapping there, trapping outside of the outside of the box if you can yes. get there early enough. We call that base trap. So if you if you take the bait, we're influencing you baseline and we're on this stance angle on your high shoulder, no middle, and you you go ahead and do what we're hoping you do. You're driving to it. We're attacking penetration and and approaching it almost like a trap. Mm-hmm. We call that going green or, or coach Kloppenberg called that going green and I I'd call it going green. But we go attack the penetration and if they pick it up in that trap we're we're, we're tracing the ball and, and trying to punish them for attacking baseline so here's almost like let's if we could just photoshop out the post player and 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 the, and the player guarding her we've got a four-man show showing kind of everything we've talked about today checkpoint on the ball deny on the right wing one pass away deny on the left slot one pass away the helper in a fighter stance on the lane line. So, again, screenshot-worthy positioning from, I think, Oklahoma um, Sooners women's team here from mm-hmm. a few years ago by the coach by the great Sherry Cole. You see all of the things we kind of summed up in the first three points today. On ball, stances to the checkpoint. Deny, chin on shoulder, palm away, thumb down, hand and foot in the passing lane. Pretty good from those two players who are one pass away help on the lane line chin on shoulder kind of just below the line that would be between ball and man in that fighter stance with one foot kind of up it's a great summation right there i'm going to guess that probably as people are watching this they're thinking things like how do you drill number one on the ball number two one pass away number three and help I'm going to guess they're probably going to ask what are some of the things that you can do variations like the trap that we just talked about. Do you do shell? Do you do a lot of five on five? And I don't want you to answer any of those right now. Oh, okay. Because we are going to, again, on Tuesday, August 9th, and we scheduled it for 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, 7.30 p.m. Central time. Yep. So that will be on the link. You'll see all the information for that and how to get to it. It's something that you can submit questions to. We'll have the replay available for you if you sign up for it. So you can go back and chop it up and look at some of the things. We'll have resources available for you, whether that's PDFs or pictures. Yeah, some of those diagrams. I'll, I'm happy to we just showed. Include, You'll yeah. have access to all of that uh, if you're a part of that 
that at the end, we'll have that Q and a and Randy, you'll be able to interact with Randy and ask him some questions. So yeah, um, I'm sure even, even in the last 25 minutes, there's some things that I thought about. And some of those questions that I had are the ones that I just asked. And I'm sure there's others that people have as well. So if you are listening to it, we showed some things as you can probably gather by this point. So be sure to go to the radius athletics, YouTube page, and you'll be able to see the full replay of that and the, the pictures and diagrams. What I plan to do, I've already sort of started outlining for the night that we're going to host August 9th is I'm, I'm going to sort of like start out wide, like why run it? What's, what are we really big trying to accomplish? And then kind of then as the night progresses, go deeper into the technical aspects. Like, so we didn't talk about anything like why to run it and what we're really hoping to accomplish from a big today. We just went straight to some detail, but I want to make sure like that, that stuff is really vital to get into your head too, as a coach who's considering playing a pressure style man to man. Yeah. A lot of good stuff still to come again. That's Tuesday, August 9th, 8 30 PM Eastern time, 7 30 PM central time pressure man-to-man defense masterclass thanks to all of you who joined us this week if you missed any part of the live show you can go back and watch or listen visit radius athletics on youtube to see the full interview or you can go to any podcast platform and search either hoops forum or a quick timeout and you'll find the audio version of the show for randy sherman i'm tony miller we'll talk to you again next time on hoops forum